turning on now to um, case theory and the analysis tactics and strategies. I've really liked what you said before about part of the root of you being able to have a conversational tone is absolutely getting to grips with the theory of your case. So I was just wondering, like, what's your process for case preparation? And do you have any pointers for getting to grips with the facts and issues? Yeah, I do. The first thing is you just need to understand the story. And to understand the story, you've got to properly read the brief. What I tend to do is I tend to have an initial read through, not in any great depth, but just an overview so I can see where north, where south, where east and west is. Right? And I can position the characters in the story in their place. So that, that's the first thing I do. And then I ask myself this question after I've got that overview. Does this make sense? And so when I look at, um, say, my client's version of events or my client's case, I will say, does this make sense? Does this hold water? And I will look to see what the gaps are or why it doesn't hold water. I will then do the same exercise with the other side's case. Does this make sense? Does this hold water? Can I give you a concrete example? Definitely, please. So let's say I'm doing a death in custody case and somebody has died in suspicious circumstances whilst they're in police custody. Oftentimes, when I have a case like that, it's very rare to have independent witnesses because if you die in police custody, generally you die in a police station. And so the generally the only witnesses you have are, you know, live witnesses you have are going to be the police officers whose custody you are in. And so I look to see whether there are voices other than the police voices that might give me an idea. And obviously for me on those cases, it's got to be stuff like the forensic evidence, post-mortem, what story is the post-mortem telling? What story is the toxicological report telling me? Is there CCTV? Is there body cam camera footage? So I'll look at all of that. And what I will do is when I'm looking at the story to and asking myself, does this make sense? I will then compare and contrast that with what the police officers are saying and whether their accounts make sense. Now, here's the thing. You will form a view and many times there will be a conflict between one view and another view. Sometimes the evidence will be all one way, but you just get a distinct feeling, this doesn't make sense. And so I will use techniques such as, I'll ask myself questions about just general human behaviour. Why would this occur? So on a, on a death in custody case, generally speaking, the biggest argument that you will face, particularly on a restraint case, is, well, you know, these police officers didn't wake up one morning and think that they would go out and kill someone. But, you know, that's not how the world of um, life happens. And so it's accepting that. So what went wrong? Why is it that, you know, 
these police officers perhaps restrained this individual and it ended in their death might be because deficiency in the training. It might be because they were scared, but not scared because of any objective justification. It might be because they were just bad and bullying. I've seen the lot. And what I will do is I will go through those theories in my head and I'll compare and contrast them to the forensic evidence, the computer evidence, uh, the body cam footage and and our form of view. And then this is one thing that I do. I normally run my case theory as against someone. So it might be my partner. It might be uh, a friend. It might be my mum. <laughs> Over the years, I've run many of my case theories to my mum. I say, you know, mum, I'm doing this case. What do you think about this? If I can get my case theory past somebody who's completely neutral, not a lawyer, then I know. And oftentimes they will give you more insights. But what about this? And you know, oh, I didn't think about that. So that's how I start. Once I've got an idea of the case theory, then I will then drill down into the facts. Thank you for listening to the Advocacy Podcast, Journeys to Excellence. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and visit us at theadvocacypodcast.com for reading lists and other resources. Until next time.